This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads on our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. If you'd like to join us in person, our talks take place at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Uh, the reason that it, it rang a bell with me, I'll uh, reveal to you as we go. But let, let's start with a few facts. Um, this is a hymn that you've just sung to the tune Kamacha, and uh, it was composed by uh, this chap, Benjamin Mansell Ramsey. Uh, we shall discover a little bit about him as we go. And it's our hymn 165, as you've heard. So we're going to think about that. And uh, with Jake's agreement, I'm going to make you sing it again at the end. Now you will have thought about it a little. And uh, we'll see how we go. So this is the gentleman concerned. Now, that's the picture of him that you can find on uh, a couple of websites. Uh, I suspect around the time that he wrote this hymn, and it's a bit odd really because he is uh, writing this hymn which became a favourite of ours as young people uh, around about his 70th birthday. Oh gosh, that's about the same age as me. I hope I don't look as old as that. Um, but there we are. And my grey beard came off and they told me I looked 10 years younger. Um, you can see he was an organist, he was a composer, and he wrote the hymn that we're talking about in uh, around about 1920 when he would have been uh, something of uh, the age of 70. He was a music teacher, and uh, even in, in his final years he was involved in, in teaching music. He also wrote some, uh, some other stuff besides hymns. So this is the chap who uh, we have to uh, thank for hymn 165. So, why did he call it Kamacha? Now, I also heard a conversation going on at the back of the room about Madeira and Levadas. So uh, this is the way down to a walk at Kamacha, uh, of which more in a second. Uh, this is the place. Uh, it's got a fancy modern church, as you can see. Um, I think Margaret and I may have been in that shop. I remember going into a caneware shop, but that's one of the occupations of the, the people there who make things to sell to the, the tourists, um, selling baskets and all sorts of things made out of cane. Uh, and they suggest you go down, come down towards us, down... Uh, this walk to uh, to this place um, from this place Camacha to the Levada walk and it's say Camacha the name of the village uh, and there's a description of the walk on that uh, that website uh, walkme.com and as you listen to this think of the words of the hymn okay so as you're listening think about the words that we sang a few minutes ago this route begins in the emblematic village Okamacha. It takes hikers to Kaniko along a walk full of the diversity of landscapes, fauna and flora, which provide a truly rich experience to those who travel on it. 
uh, start in the center of Camacho, follow the road down towards uh, Camino dos Salagos, uh, where you will find the descent to the Levada of Canico. Uh, the descent is long and sloping, uh, and on stone steps that reflect the antiquity of the way. Uh, you may stop once on a while to enjoy the landscape that opens in front of you, showing the mountains, plantations and villas on the other side of the valley. Uh, it is a vision of a life typical of the countryside of the island. So there you are, there's a Levada. Those of you who were discussing it, I'm sure know what a Levada is. It's an irrigation channel that winds its way from the north side of the island of Madeira to the south side and down to irrigate the, uh, the farms and the fields in, uh, in that area. Uh, and you can walk along the side. Uh, here there is a path by the side. Uh, as you'll see in a moment, the path is not always by the side. It is sometimes literally the side. Uh, and it, it goes along uh, in the side of the cliff. It sometimes disappears through a tunnel or turns into a, a waterfall as you go. Um, and you can find sometimes, there we are, an example of where uh, the path itself disappears and you uh, step carefully along the walls as, uh, as you make your way along there. I think Margaret would have a fit if I was to ask her to cross a bridge um, with one foot either side of the water, for example. So at the end of your descent, you must take the right way following the waterway of the Levada do Casio Canio, uh, which will take you on a magnificent trip with many adventures and a superb view over the valley and deep in the horizon, the Desertus Islands. On the way, play special attention to the floor that is sometimes uneven and narrow. Uh, the route ends in the higher zone of Canico another area very well known to tourists and residents in the south of Madeira Island, chosen by many to spend their vacations. So that's a description of Camacho and some of the surroundings of it. Now whether uh, Mansell Ramsey actually went there, or whether he read about it, I don't know, but you can sort of sense perhaps that in the words of the hymn there's something of uh, that walk that's just been described to us. Uh, I guess you would probably feel that the walk would be uphill rather than downhill, but uh, there you are, there's the track down the valley to the, the islands in the distance, uh, not far from Funchal in the bottom there to the, uh, the islands the other side. Uh, we had Psalm 27 read because it's got the words, teach me thy way. And it's got lead me in a plain path or a smooth path. So that's perhaps where he went for the words. And when I started to look at the words and where he got them from, there were um, quite a few clues in, in, in words that he mentions. Um, th there's certainly another place where we've got teach me thy way. There you are in Psalm 86. I will walk in thy truth we would pick out and you can see how it uh, it fits also in unite my heart to fear thy name so is that 
the only place he got the words from? Well, the idea of, uh, of being taught God's words come from uh, a lot of places. Here's another psalm. I nearly had this psalm read because actually there's more words in this psalm that fit uh, than in the one that uh, we had at the beginning. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me down the path in the, thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Jumping to verse 8. Uh, Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Um, the meek he will guide in judgment. The meek he will teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies uh, down there in verse 12 uh, him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose his soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth uh, again picking up things that I hope you can recall from the hymn and uh, we'll look in detail at the verses in a moment um, there's an earlier reference to Deuteronomy you shall walk in all the ways which the Lord God your God has commanded you that you may live that, that it may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in the land which you will possess so said to the people of Israel at the end of the exodus just as they were about to cross the river Jordan into the land uh, and again you can see the connection being made between taking a journey uh, and following in God's ways so if we now go back to that bit I flew past um, but the Lord Jesus Christ has this in his teaching as well uh, if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am you may be also and whither I go ye know and the way ye know and doubting Thomas, to use his nickname, says, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And then Jesus says those key words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should also have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. So Jesus says, I'm the route map, I'm the person to follow, I'm the guide to take you on this journey, and as you make your way through life, uh, then uh, th that's something for you to follow. When I searched using my computer for the maximum number of references to uh, teaching and ways and things like that, it was Psalm 119 that came back. I'm not going to read you all of Psalm 119, but you will see over the next five slides or so uh, that it keeps coming back to this same idea. I always thought when you read Psalm 119 that it talked about God's words, God's statutes, God's testimonies, God's laws, uh, and kept repeating all those um, different words. Well, there's a lot about this as well. Here we go. Uh, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. So that's about taking a journey along a path. Uh, verse 3, They also do no iniquity, 
they walk in his ways. Down here, then I shall have learned, same word as teach me thy way, teach uh, thy righteous judgment. So it's got elements of this in it as well. Uh, here we go. Uh, the next element, the next paragraph. Uh, Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way, not wandering from thy commandments? Teach me thy statutes in the way of thy testimonies. Have respect to thy ways. So Psalm 119 has got lots of links to this in it. I have declared my ways and thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts remove me from the way of lying i have chosen the way of truth i will run the way of thy commandments oh yes until the journey's run until the day is done so there's another link in uh, the thinking of uh, mansell ramsey when he wrote those words um on to verse 33 teach me o lord the way of thy statutes Make me to go in the path of thy commandments and quicken thou me in the way. Um, the, all these keep coming up, don't they? I thought on thy ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. Change of direction, like we talk about repentance as change of direction, going from the world's way to the way that, uh, that the Lord God wants. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, reminded me of... Uh, the good Samaritan and the road to Jericho uh, teach me thy statutes again uh, we can keep going on this teach me good judgment and knowledge so there's another teach before I was evicted, I went astray going off the path teach me thy statutes uh, I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart I might learn thy statutes the law of thy law is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver uh, makes a link into our exhortation and the making of the wrong things out of gold and silver um, give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments is in, uh, in that uh, jod section uh, thy word is a lamp unto my feet Ooh, there's a, there goes another hymn tune and, and a light unto my path. Somewhere here, teach me thy statutes again. I help. I hate every false way, going off, following uh, a wrong path. Order my steps in thy wor word. Teach me thy statutes. So there was lots of material for him to uh, to pick up on. When thou hast taught me thy statutes. Uh, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant. The parable of the 99 sheep and the one that was lost. So there's a suggestion of something else that uh, Benjamin Mansell Ramsey could have been reading when he composed this hymn and, uh, and put it together. Right. Microsoft were very clever. I wrote verse 1 and they put a musical sign on it I thought that was really good except that they didn't do it for verses 2, 3 and 4 never mind anyway teach me thy way O Lord so uh, this is a hymn asking the Lord God for something isn't it, it it's a prayer in a sense it, it's 
pleading with the Lord God, requesting the Lord God to teach us his way. And when you think what the world is teaching and all the things that you could learn from the world, how much better to have uh, that offered to us. Thy guiding grace afford, yes, it's the gift of the Lord God to us that he will teach us his ways. He will teach us what we ought to do. Help me to walk aright, more by faith, less by sight. So we're asking as we sing that that the Lord God will provide the right guidance for us, that it will take us in the right direction, and that it will not be about actually, as if we were walking on the literal path, what we can see in front of us, but also about faith, faith that's going to take us in the right direction. Leave me with heavenly light, We had some light and darkness in our uh, readings this morning from uh, the epistle of John. So we've got, leave me with heavenly light. If we were walking along and we'd got one of those head torches on that helps us keep track of where we're going in the dark, then it would be heavenly light that we were looking for. So let's just review where that came from. Here we are. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. And we had, teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in thy truth. So, in the words of the psalm, it's not only about us saying to God, please will you direct me in the right way, but it's also saying, and in response, I will walk in the right way. There are two elements to it. Uh, Our request to God and our response to, to that request. Right, so, oh yes, more by faith, less by sight. Uh, you might recognise where that comes from. It's a little bit in brackets, actually, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians 5. We walk by faith, not by sight. So it's uh, perhaps uh, Benjamin remembering that as he, as he wrote his words. So when I am sad at heart, teach me thy way. Yes, if we feel sad... Oh dear, it's raining again. And we feel a little down because of the rain. Then, yes, it's something that uh, ought to be uh, in our minds that as, again, was in our readings today, uh, that it's joyful to know about the gospel. To follow God's ways is something that has a happy ending and ought to be uh, joyful about it. When earthly joys depart, teach me thy way. Yes, when we get fed up with the pleasures of ordinary human existence, our faith in the Lord Jesus and in the Lord God ought to keep us going through that. In hours of loneliness, yes, it's uh, something that we can we can think about like that. Um, uh, the Gideon folks who put Bibles in hotel rooms have picked up on that, haven't they? That the Bible has something to offer the lonely. They put a list in their Bibles of uh, where to look when you're feeling a particular way, if you're feeling lonely or whatever. And that's a, a lesson perhaps for us. In, in times of dire distress, yes, we pray in times of distress, don't we, that we might be helped, that we might have some benefit from... Uh, the Lord God and from his help to us. In failure or success, 
It might be that we are successful, it might be that we're failing, but whichever way round it is, then there's the opportunity to be taught God's ways by the things that happen in our lives and happen to us. When doubts and fears arise, teach me thy way, if we become uncertain about what to do in a particular situation or if our faith is waning and we're not sure that the kingdom is still going to come, then get our Bibles out, read about it, uh, and start ourselves going again in the right direction. And if we are feeling fearful, if we're feeling worried, then that confidence that the angel of the Lord encamps around those that fear him should help and encourage us. When storms all spread the skies, not like the one outside, but storms in life, then uh, teach me thy way. Shout through the cloud and rain, through sorrow, toil and pain. So if we are in one of those situations, if we're suffering medically and are in pain or if we've got difficulties in life that challenge us then here's the the answer get our bibles out read about uh, the situation that the bible describes to us read psalm 119 or 25 or uh, 86 or whatever make thou uh, my pathway plain teach me thy way Yes, that was uh, in our psalm, wasn't it? We had that, uh, lead me in a plain path. My New King James Version has smooth path. Um, thinking about uh, that in, in life, so we don't get tripped up, so that we don't hit uh, a bump in the road. So yes, we, we are glad of a, a plain path uh, if you're... I don't know, in the Lake District and you're, you're walking across uh, Striding Edge, you would be glad of a, a plain path to go on on your journey. So, long as my life shall last, teach me thy way. A lifetime of service to the Lord God and we need to maintain our interest in God's way. We need to work our way right through our lives and make a long-term commitment to it and whatever we have to face it, this benefits are are still there and we pray uh, the benefit will be there in the kingdom where my lot to be cast um, whatever happens to me in life i suppose it, whether it means casting a lot in the in terms of um, uh, choosing a new disciple kind of casting a lot um, I don't know but the, the idea of uh, whatever happens to me what, whatever comes along then we want to go forward in, in God's strength as we go on that, on that journey until the race is done until the journey's done yes if we think about life and we think about the, the way it is then it's uh, it's a bit like a journey, isn't it? You'll, you'll recognise these words from uh, Hebrews 12. Uh, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, the long list of faithful folk in, in chapter 11, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us 
run with endurance the race that he's set before us. I, I remember, I think, one of uh, Michael Owen's boys coming to do a, a Sunday school prize giving, and he appeared with uh, what were obviously too many coats and jackets and things on, and talked about this passage and gradually got rid of a coat and a jacket and, and got himself free of all these things that were entangling him and stopping him going on this journey easily. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Margaret and I were in Grasmere Saturday before last and uh, the meadows there were laid out with marquees and car parks and whatever and there were signs all over the place for the Grasmere Gallop and we came to the conclusion this was some kind of fell running or marathon or something of the sort that was going on in the village and uh, indeed when we tried to go and buy a cup of coffee we found all the coffee shops full of wet people who were trying to get warm again after their gallop uh, and yes it's uh, something that people do with great enthusiasm isn't it um, if you're out and about we can often see people running along our streets who are putting their efforts into marathons and 5k's and 10k's and all of that well for us it isn't about a literal race it's about getting through life and following God's ways the race that he set before us fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has set down at the right hand of the throne of God so in thinking about what Jesus went through in his life he was showing us as we read in John that he is the way the truth and the life that's the path we ought to be following following that example of being prepared even to give his life so until the race is run until the journey's run until the crown is won teach me thy way uh, and again you think where did he get that from well uh, here's a section from the end of Corinthians don't you know that the runners in a race in a, runners in a stadium all race uh, but only one receives the prize run in such a way to win the prize so if we're going to be involved in a race we, we've got to dedicate ourselves to doing it like those Grasmere gallopers were doing I suppose uh, and our kind of race I mean, it's not physical like that but it's something we have to work at. Everyone who competes exercises self-control in everything. There weren't many large people of my dimensions in the Grasmere running gear that day. Uh, they had exercised self-control, self-control over their diet and their way of life so that they were ready to run. However, they do it to receive a crown that will fade away but we a crown that will never fade away as that's our aim and objective isn't it to receive the the white stone and the white garment and the, the crown that comes with it I suppose there's a bit of an elephant in the room here that I haven't mentioned 
these words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for the gate, sorry, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there will be that go in thereat. Uh, to pinch a little bit out of the talk that I offered Andrew and then decided I'd do this, um, I call that uh, Who Are You Following? Uh, and it comes from uh, discovering that lots and lots of people, uh, particularly young people, but maybe not all young people, follow people on Twitter and Facebook and all sorts of other things and there are folk with millions of followers and you would think oh they must be following all these sensible people to get good ideas well they're following pop stars film stars um, even Mr Zuckerberg is uh, the Facebook inventor uh, has hundred and something million followers all these people following somebody they think can teach them something and there are there are millions and millions of people following a singer or following uh, somebody who's a footballer um, Cristiano Ronaldo has more followers than any other footballer for example um, yes they they bring that about uh, in the way that they do it and they're on the broad way we need to be on the narrow way the way that leads to life to eternal life to follow in that a certain ruler came to Jesus asking him good teacher what shall I do to inherit eternal life and Jesus says there's, there's only God who is good but you know the commandments and he said oh I've done all the commandments I know about those and then Jesus says, one thing you lack, sell everything you've got and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. So Jesus gives advice that is not about what you own and what you possess, but about following him, following his example. And that man went away uh, distressed because uh, he was very rich in fact it's been suggested that that man was Barnabas man who appears in the Acts of the Apostles he was a, a Levite he had some offshore investments he'd got some land in Cyprus he wasn't allowed to have land in Israel uh, and he went away sorrowing thinking how hard it would be uh, for those to folk to get into the kingdom of God it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God well that sounds like an excuse for a cartoon doesn't it it sounds like it would be impossible for a camel to go through the eye of a needle or a rich man to squeeze through a little door right down there in the corner perhaps it was more like that perhaps it was the problem of the gate being shut and the merchant who'd arrived with his stuff on the camel he had to wait outside because he couldn't get his camel through that little uh, wicket gate there they said who then can be saved but with God everything is possible 
and Peter said, we, we have followed you. We've left our families. We, we've followed you. Uh, and uh, Jesus says, well, in that case, uh, there will be uh, benefits for you in the age to come, eternal life. So here we are. That was the last verse of our hymn. And uh, we draw to a conclusion thinking about that. It's a long-term commitment. It's something to carry on with whatever happens to us. And like a race, we've got to run uh, with endurance to get through it and to, to work our way through to the end. You remember when we read the description of that Levada walk, and I, I still think it would be better if we thought about it as uphill rather than downhill, but it was a journey to take us on many adventures, to take us down to these pleasant places where uh, people in, in Madeira choose to uh, to go and have their holidays and enjoy and there's that picture of us working our way through life with the objective of of reaching the kingdom of God as we think about that so there we are we've been through our journey and uh, that was where we got our material from we hope you enjoyed that talk for more downloads videos information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk.